Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. As moms, we're often the first boo-boo kissers, the first teachers and storytellers, our child's first true love. But so much of what moms do behind the scenes as the default parent to keep their children happy and healthy goes unnoticed, like the amount of time it takes to research daycares or even pack the diaper bag to get the kids out the door. And it can really take a toll on our physical and mental state. But here on Newbies, you'll find you are not alone. Today, I'm talking with experienced mamas on the mental load of motherhood, including how one TikToker's comedic videos are bringing awareness to this issue. This is Newbies. Um, it's a girl. Surprise! The whole family's here! So when are you having the next one? It's just poop. Ready for another? Wow, you look really tired. Ready to go back to work? Yellow poop? Seriously? Did you sterilize this? Sex? Now? You've got to be joking. You should sleep when the baby sleeps. She doesn't look anything like you. I thought you already had your baby. I did. Babies don't come with instructions, so there's newbies, helping new moms and new babies through the first year. Welcome to Newbies. Newbies is your online, on-the-go support group guiding new moms through their baby's first year. I'm your host, Natalie Gross. I have a four-year-old boy and a baby girl, and we've got such a great show for you today talking about the invisible mental load of motherhood. But before we start our discussion, I wanted to let you know about our membership club called Mighty Moms, and that's where we chat more about the topics we discuss here on the show. And it's an easy way to learn about our upcoming recordings in advance so that maybe you can join us live to share your own motherhood experiences. The best part is it's totally free to join the membership club and you can find out more information on our website, newmommymedia.com. And while you're there, you can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter that'll keep you updated on all of the podcast episodes we release each week. And of course, to get notified whenever we drop a new episode of Newbies, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Our featured guest for today's episode is Renee Rena. You may know her as a content creator on TikTok and Instagram and as the host of the Mom Room podcast. We'll be meeting her in a few minutes. But first, I want to introduce our lovely panel of mamas here who will be joining us for today's conversation. So mamas, please tell us a little bit about you and your family. So Britt, do you want to kick us off? Sure. Thank you for having me. I am Britt. Um, I am a single mom of two girls. I have a 13 and 9-year-old now. Great. Thanks so much for being here. Candice, what about you? I am a mom of four. I'm a military spouse. Um, We actually took custody of my cousin who has Down syndrome, and she's 13. We've had her for about five, six years now. And that's my family. Awesome. And how old are your kids, Candice? My kids are 14, 13, 11, and 9. Okay, great. And Jamie. Hi, um, so I am a mom to four also. I have an eight-year-old daughter and then three boys. Let's see, ages five, two, no, three, five, (laughs) three, and one. (laughs) 
<laughs> it, it all blends together after a while. Five, three, and one. Yeah. So four. We're busy around here. The mental load is, is there for sure. <laughs> mm. Well, let's start talking about that. So rapid fire, we're going to take a quick break. But first, I want to know from all of you really quickly, when I say, you know, mental load of motherhood, what immediately comes to mind? And Jamie, why don't you go first? All right. Just the the gamut of all the things in my brain all the time to keep things rolling from the to-do list to where did you leave your shoes to what are we going to have for dinner? It's just all the things that I'm thinking about all the time. And maybe, maybe others aren't. <laughs> it's just keep it, keeping us going. That where did you leave your shoes is such a big one. <laughs> I'm like I found a pair of shoes in the car today and I'm like, okay, got to file this away for later. <laughs> Yeah. Mom, where are my shoes? I don't know. Where'd you put them? <laughs> exactly. All right. Candace or Britt, any thoughts? What comes to mind? Oh, the mental load of just life trying to keep us all alive, really. You know, I mean, I actually just on the way to school this morning had an argument with my daughter because she forgot her backpack. And I'm like, that's not my responsibility, but it also is, right? <laughs> well, I guess for me, it would be balancing absolutely everything. My running a business, keeping my home, you know, feeding my relationship with my spouse. So it's all of it, you know, and then I have teens and preteens. So that is a lot in itself and trying to keep everybody, you know, on track, trying to keep my teens responsible and teach them responsibility. It's a lot, you know, and a lot falls on me as the one who's home. Yeah, 100%. Well, thank you so much for sharing. I'm excited to chat a little later on in the show, but stay tuned, everyone. I'm going to be talking with Renee in just a moment. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality. For your most precious gift, Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Today on Newbies, we're digging into what it's like to be the default parent and all the invisible mental load that comes with that responsibility. This is a topic that our featured guest, Renee Rena, talks about a lot on her platform, The Mom Room. Before Renee was a content creator, though, she was an academic and has a doctorate in psychology. So I'm very excited to pick her brain today. Renee, it is an honor to have you on Newbies. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This is exciting. I've never been on a podcast that has this kind of format. It's super neat. I like it. Oh, awesome. Well, we are grateful to have you and get your perspective. You talk about being the default parent a lot. So can you kind of talk about what that has meant in your life and what initially got you interested in bringing awareness to this on your platform? The first time I... like When I started to think about being the default parent, it was quarantine. So I had never experienced those feelings. It wasn't something that I thought about or... It just was never an issue until quarantine happened because... My husband is a physician, so he was working his regular job while I was at home with our then 18-month-old. And that's when it really started to hit me what it must feel like for so many stay-at-home moms. 
who do feel like the default parent day in and day out. So I just started to pick up on little things that would really irritate me and things that I found odd that I would do that maybe my husband wouldn't do, you know, like announcing when I had to go to the bathroom, like, yes, (laughs) so that he, like, I had to make eye contact with him and be like, okay, I'm going to go to the washroom. Like, you're good. You're going to watch Milo. And then he never would do that. And so I started to pick up on all these little things. And that's kind of when I started talking about it online. Now that life is kind of back to normal, Milo's in kindergarten. Um, I don't necessarily consider myself the default parent. Now I consider myself the flexible parent, which is also comes with its own struggles because I have a flexible job and my husband's job is very much not flexible. But yeah, I, I really think back to those quarantine days and how I felt. And it just makes me feel for stay at home parents who feel like I felt day in and day out with really no end in sight. Mm -hmm. Well, and even moms who work outside the home can feel like the default parent, you know, like when, when everybody's home, it's still on them. Sometimes, I mean, in some relationships in some situations, obviously not making generalities, but yeah, I mean, as moms, we are the ones that our kids tend to come to when they need something. And it's interesting because everybody's family dynamic and situation is going to be so different. So one person is going to be the default parent for completely different reasons than somebody else. Um, And so I always say like, it's not necessarily your partner's fault. It's like, it can be a bunch of different things that come into play to make one parent the default parent. Because oftentimes I think people get defensive. Well, especially, you know, in heterosexual relationships, I I think for the most part, it's moms who are the default parent. And then when I create content around this topic, you get a bunch of angry men in the comment section. But it's not that I'm blaming them. It's really about bringing awareness to how the default parents are feeling and how the dynamic of your family can maybe change a little bit, like little things that the partner can do to alleviate some of the stresses of being the default parent. Because I think a lot of times families fall into this dynamic without even understanding like that it's happening. And then you are too deep into that dynamic. And then it's harder to change things to make it better. Mm hmm. Well, that's something I definitely want to talk about a little bit later with our moms on like how we've sort of started to delegate things to our spouse or partner when that's relevant. But what did the mental load of motherhood look like for you when your son was a baby? You know, the majority of our listeners have new babies or new moms. So what did that look like for you when your son was a baby? And what does it look like on a daily basis for you now? How has it changed? How has it kind of stayed the same? As a baby, it's interesting because I'm in Canada. So a lot of us take, you know, a 12 to 18 month maternity leave with our babies, which is amazing. It's (laughs) incredible. Like it is unbelievable. Obviously everybody should be given that opportunity. But when I started to think back on that time, like I had Milo on a Friday and my husband was back at work on Monday because Mm -hmm. he just, he doesn't, 
get a paternity leave. That's also a thing in Canada. Like nowadays, it's a lot more common for people's husbands to take a paternity leave as well, which is great and is something that could really help with the default parent situation. But when I think back to my maternity leave, I was at home for all day by myself with Milo. So naturally, things like, you know, keeping track of how much he was eating, how much he was peeing and pooping, how much he was sleeping, like the nap schedules, all of that stuff falls on to the mom, which is usually the parent that is home with the baby. So it starts from day one, like you're taking on these things that your partner doesn't necessarily have to be involved in. And then it just snowballs from there because you're so used to taking on and thinking about these things. And then as your child grows and gets older and now they're eating solids and now it's like you're thinking about potty training and then it's like it just snowballs into all these different things. And the person that from day one has taken initiative or has been the one to worry about these things like eating and sleeping and they just take on more and more and more and it just snowballs. Yeah. I think it was you who talked about on your platform, right? About how the default parent things we don't see, the motherhood things we don't see behind the scenes. Like you're researching the daycares, you're researching oh, yeah. the potty training methods, you're researching the parenting methods. I mean, my husband is about as supportive as it gets. I mean, he's really such a hands-on dad. But I'm the one who's like researching all the things too, you know, we're like, I know yeah. what diaper size our daughter's in. He knows how to put it on and change the diaper, of course. But like, I'm going to be the one like knowing what size she wears, right? Or what what size she wears at nighttime versus daytime and all those little things. Yeah, I, I made a TikTok about like the mental load of motherhood that like the invisible part of it that people don't necessarily think about or talk about. And it was all with regard to the researching stuff. For example, if Milo has a period of time where he's having issues with bedtime and we're really struggling, I'm the one, especially because of what I do for a job, you know, I talk to like experts in all these different areas. So I have people at my fingertips that I can bother for information. But <laughs> same. <laughs> usually I think it's the mom that's like, oh, okay, we're facing this issue right now. I'm going to try and gather all the information I can about, you know, how to navigate bedtime struggles with my four-year-old. I'm going to like compile all this data, see what would work best for our situation. And now you're having to basically teach your partner everything that you just learned independently. So that can also be a frustrating situation, especially if your partner then questions you on what you are suggesting that you guys do because it's like, excuse me, like I just did mm -hmm. all this research. <laughs> like, what have you done? Like, so it it can bring up a little bit of tension in a relationship, I think, especially with products. Um, before Milo was even born, like who do you think was the one that was researching everything there was to know about like strollers and, right. you know, it was me. And then I would go to my husband and be like, okay, like this is what I want to add to the registry or like want to have this stroller or this product. And then he would question it like, well, what about this one? And I'm like, don't even 
ask me what about that one. I've already looked at that one like three months ago. And I looked at all the positives, all the negatives, like I've done all the research. So it's it's a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that totally resonates with me. Psychology is your field. How can all of this mental load of default parenthood really impact somebody? Oh my gosh, I think it leads honestly to moms feeling burnt out, which is not a good place to be. If you think about it, like like you were saying, a lot of moms who would consider themselves the default parent are also working outside of the home. So you're trying to be the best possible mom and do all the mom things. You're trying to improve your marriage because I think it's very common that people's romantic relationships take a hit after you have a baby or bring kids into the family. So you're also trying to navigate that. Then you're trying to be the best at work. And the fact that you're the one that's carrying all the like some of the moms that spoke earlier were saying, you know, just just like having to figure out what we're going to have for dinner today can feel overwhelming when you are already in a place of feeling burnt out. It's like that one extra thing that you have to think about that you like a decision that you have to make on your own. It's overwhelming. And so when you add up all these little things, like I made a reel the other day about remembering library day every single week, mm. making sure the book is in uh, Milo's backpack, uh, making lunches, like trying to, you know, come up with like unique freaking lunch ideas every day. <laughs> um, like, what are we going to have for dinner? Like being mindful of, you know, what he's eaten in the last week. Like, should we be cutting back on sugar a little bit or... Is he a little bit constipated right now? Like I need to make sure he's drinking enough water. Like the the amount of thoughts that run through mom's heads, I think it's to our detriment because sometimes I wish I just didn't have those thoughts and I could just go about the days like my husband does <laughs> because it seems much more enjoyable. <laughs> and like, I think a huge part of the mental load in motherhood is mom guilt and thinking about all these things. And it sucks the enjoyment out of situations that should be enjoyable. So like, I wish I could just solve this problem for all the moms out there. And we can just like live our best lives and enjoy, you know, every day with our kids. But it's difficult. But I think the first step is to be mindful of it and catch yourself in those situations. Mm hmm. I know you've said that, you know, when you've posted about this topic, you get some angry comments from men and maybe some negativity. But overall, do you feel like moms who follow you have really been grateful that you brought attention to this? Like, what has the response been? Yeah, the best DM or message or comment that I get is I never understood why I was so frustrated in, you know, XYZ situations, but just you explaining it makes sense now. So something as simple as like, you know, during quarantine, I used to look forward to my husband coming home from work. And then he would get home and I would be pissed off. And I was like, okay, like something's not adding up here. Like I've been waiting for him all day to get home. Then he comes home and now I'm irritated. And like, I want to like shove him, you know? <laughs> uh, so I had to 
sit and think like, what is it? Like, what are my expectations of him coming home from work? And how are those expectations not being met? Because that's why I'm irritated. And so just after like, thinking about it for a few days, I realized that what I really wanted was for him to come home and like, instantly be engaging with us and like, sit down with us and be like, Oh, what'd you guys do today? And like, you know, spending time directly with us, whereas he would come home and start like doing the dishes in the sink or getting dinner ready. And those things look good on paper. But that was not what I needed in that moment and what my expectations were. So it's little things like that where it's like I could spend the rest of my days being irritated when he gets home from work or I can really sit and think about what it is that's making me irritated and then have a conversation with him. And really, he he's just like, he has no idea. So mm-hmm. when I brought that to his attention, he was just like, oh, okay. Like, I had no idea. Like I thought doing the dishes was a good thing. And like on paper it is, but that's not what I needed. Yeah. Oh, that's so important. I can't wait to dig into this a little bit more. So thank you so much for sharing all of this information. We're going to take another quick break and then bring back our mamas into the conversation. So stay tuned, everyone. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. All right. Welcome back, Britt, Candice, and Jamie. Any thoughts on all of this great info we've just heard from Renee? Does that resonate with any of you? My goodness, I was shaking my head the whole time. Like, yes, that. Also (laughs) that. And also that. I think the biggest thing is I had a discussion with my husband about it last night in preparation for this and just that expectation piece. And for me, he said, your expectations are so much higher than mine are for you. (laughs) And I think just that. It's like, oh. I can breathe. You don't expect me to have a perfect house when you come home or or whatever and not release some of that that irritation. Yeah, for sure. I think that's important is that we put a lot of that pressure on ourselves and we don't communicate our needs with our spouse, which is an issue I had in the very beginning and I felt completely overwhelmed. I felt like because I was the one who was home, it was my responsibility to take care of everything at home. And it just got to the point where I've got these three toddlers, you know, it was too much. One day he came home and all of us were crying and he's like, what is happening? Mm. So I think it's important that we focus on communicating with our spouse and listening to them. Because when my children were babies, it was all baby, all baby. And I was neglecting him, you know? So we have to pay attention to everything around us, which also makes us feel even more overwhelmed. But if I can take anything from this, it's communicate your needs, regardless of how you think your spouse is going to receive it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I kept thinking, you know, I remember 
when the kids were little feeling all of that. But I still go through that. I'm still like, I have to have my kids have the best things and do all the things for them. And they'll even tell me now, like, mom, we don't need that. We don't need to do all of this. And I'm like, but you need it, you know, because I'm putting those expectations on myself. Yeah. We had a guest on recently who was talking about Halloween costumes, right? Like her daughter wanted to be a princess and she like went through this whole thing and got the best costume, the best and her daughter would have just been happy with like a paper crown, you know? And so it is kind of thinking through those situations and and those expectations. Renee, we've started talking about having these conversations with our partners. How do you recommend that moms talk to their partners about this? And what are some tips for initiating that conversation and really delegating some of those responsibilities? So one of the moms here was saying, you know, it's so important to communicate with our partners. And I totally agree. But before we do that, we have to communicate with ourselves, which a lot of people, especially moms, when you're, you know, burnt out, you're the default parent, like mental overload, we just kind of go through the motions and we feel our feelings, but we don't understand why we feel that way. Like I'm guilty of it too. I'm the most like self-aware, self-reflective person. And I still, for the longest time during quarantine was like pissed off when my husband came home from work for no real reason. It's like, okay, he came home, he's doing the dishes, like everything's good. Why am I so irritated right now? So I really had to communicate with myself before I could go to him with something that made sense for why I was irritated. So oftentimes I think people just react in the moment. So, okay, I'm irritated. I'm going to like give him the silent treatment or, you know, like be short with my answers or like slam the cupboard door because it feels good to do those things when we're pissed off. But before you react in the moment like that, like talk to yourself, like sit for 30 minutes and be like, okay, what time of day am I irritable? Like why, why might that be the case? Like what, what is happening? What do I wish would happen during that moment? Does my partner know what I want to happen in that moment? And really, before you go to your partner to have a conversation, first of all, you guys want to be not in the middle of an argument or anything because that's not (laughs) going to be productive. But like, you know, after the kids go to bed, like it's quiet in the house, just be like, you know what? Like I've been feeling irritated. I'll just use the example that I had, like feeling irritated when you come home from work and I was thinking about it and you know, I think I'm expecting you to come home and, you know, like this is going to happen, but this is what's happening. And you really want to give specifics instead of just being like, I do everything, you know, like you're not doing enough because people can't do anything with very general, vague statements. You have to be like, for example, oh my God, I almost broke the internet when I, in one of my solo episodes, I was talking about how I asked my husband to not make pancakes on Saturday morning and like people lost their damn minds. (laughs) But it was one of those very specific situations where I was like, okay, why am I upset on Saturday morning? Like it's finally the weekend, he's home. And it's because I was still doing 
childcare on Saturday morning because he would get up and start making this big pancake breakfast for us, which again, on paper looks awesome. But I just wanted to freaking have my coffee and like talk to my husband and not be the sole person that's watching an 18 month old, you know, making sure that they're not going to harm themselves because I've been doing that all week. So it was a very simple request on Saturday mornings. Can you just not make a big pancake breakfast? Like Milo can have toast with peanut butter (laughs) and that's going to be fine. And again, it's like really being specific and asking them to meet a need that's not being met in some way. But if you talk about it and put it on the internet, people will lose their minds. (laughs) Well, you're (laughs) like verbalizing things that I have felt. And now I'm like, oh, that's what's going on. (laughs) Exactly. And it takes a while to figure it out because we're so busy. We don't have time to be like, hmm, like, let me think, like, why am I feeling this way? But it's so important, especially if you want to bring it to your partner and make changes. And again, my husband was like, what? Like, you don't want me to make pancakes on Saturday? I'm like, no, like, don't touch the frying pan. Like, no. (laughs) So it's really about talking to yourself first and making sense of what's going on so you can be specific with your partner. Mm. Candace or Jamie, have you had successful conversations with your spouses about delegating some of those responsibilities, taking off some of that mental burden, some of that mental load and things that they need to be in charge of? Any success stories or tips there? And then Britt, I would also love to hear your perspective as a single mom here as well. Yes, I've actually had great success with that. It's just like what she was just saying is he wasn't fully aware of how I was feeling. He wasn't fully aware of everything that was on my plate. So we literally sat down and we hashed it all out. This is what I do from the minute I get up until the minute I go to sleep. I used to say to him all the time, it's like, you come home from work, so you're off. But me, I'm constantly on. Because even after you come home, I'm still doing everything. And he verbalized that he didn't want me to feel like that. He's like, you're not in this alone, you know, and which I did feel like I was in it alone. And we just worked it out. And now he comes home and it's second nature. He'll even ask me like, hey, anything you need me to do? I'm like, yeah, no, sure, whatever, you know? So that's kind of how we did things. Literally like having a a business meeting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I would say two things. I think I've had success and I've also not had success. (laughs) And, And that's, I think, on me. I'm very much a verbal processor. And so... I haven't done as well of doing that, like thinking about it before and like, what is it that I actually need help with? And so then I'm kind of just like, what? Just telling him all this stuff. And he just looks at me with like deer and headlights look like, what do you need? What is wrong? Like, I, I don't even know how to process through what you just said. So I think that was a really helpful tip there. And I will try to do better of, of thinking about what it is. Although I can say that sometimes that does, he does pick up on like, okay, how about if I do this? Or like last night where he was like, I think your expectations are just off. (laughs) They're too high. But I will say in the past, he has like kind of taken on bedtime in a lot of ways. And some of that has been 
not like officially discussed. I, I have nursed all my babies. And so I've, there comes a point where I can't put them to bed because they will just smell me and just want to nurse the night away. And so when we figured that out, I would say as far as like putting the babies to bed and like, I know that that's on his plate. That's just one small thing that kind of like from our first baby, even early on the sleep training thing is his piece. And I am very thankful (laughs) for that, that at least being taken off my plate. Oh my gosh, nursing is a whole other part of default parenthood that we haven't even discussed, but oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So true. Yeah. Britt, how have you been able to take some stuff off your plate as a mom? You know, I mean, when I first became a single mom, you know, there's a whole different mental load that comes with being a single parent. And I remember feeling like it all had to be on me. Everything was on me. I had to do everything. And through time, I had to learn how to start asking for help and relying on other people for help because otherwise, I start going crazy, right? So that's a lot of it is building your village. And I think even, you know, when you do have the other parent, you need to build a village to be able to do life. Absolutely. 100%. Any last thoughts from anyone before we close? I think some of it too, is like knowing the personality of your, of your partner. And there are just certain things that aren't his thing. Like I'm very much the one that's just a planner and I want to think about how can we improve? How can we get better? And he's not that way in personality at all. Um, and just his, I don't think I know his work, his mental load from work because he doesn't tend to come home and like, just tell me a whole bunch about his day because of his personality. And so I think that's where like the communication and just recognizing that our personalities are different. And so he's not going to take on things or tell me that it's something that he needs that I need to take or he needs to take. And so just knowing like, okay, I I can take charge in this because that's my personality and it's okay that that's not his. Mm -hmm. I agree with both of those ladies. We move a lot. I was very personable before when I was younger, but I found that it's a lot harder as an adult to make friends. And a lot of the friendships I made when my kids were younger, it was easier because there's play dates, but the older they get, it's not playdates anymore. It's other things that you have to kind of put yourself out there for. So definitely the building of a village is super important. Even if you're a military spouse, every single where, every single place that you go to, that's super important. Um, that saved us a lot. And I agree with what she said. Play to your strengths and understand what his strengths are. You know, we both have strengths and weaknesses. And when you play to that, that makes for such a successful, smoothly running home, you know, and also your kids. Like in our home, our kids do chores like the youngest age, I would say, is two. They took the trash bag, the little bathroom trash bag and put it in the trash. That helps take a lot off your load as well. And it also teaches your children responsibility. At some point, your children are going to become adults. And we want to prepare them for that. And that's what all these little chores and things like that are for. So once I realized, like, you know what, let me start helping them and helping me. It helped take even more off of my plate. 
What a great idea, Candice. I hadn't even thought about that. It's a great perspective. All right, Renee, any last thoughts as we wrap? Oh, geez. Just touching on the village thing. I think, you know, so many of us now are living away from family, away from friends. We Becoming a mom can be so isolating. So I just wanted to say like building a village a hundred percent. And also that nowadays a village is going to look much different than what it used to look like. It's not extended family helping people out. It it might be sending your child to daycare. Your daycare teachers can be part of your village, like coaches, music teachers, kindergarten teachers. I used to joke and say like the Uber Eats guy was a part of our village or like, (laughs) you know, like Blippi is a part of our village, you know, like our, our village looks different nowadays and that's okay. It's like the modern day village. Yeah, that's funny. Well, thank you so much, Renee, for being here and to our panel of moms, Britt, Candace, and Jamie for joining me today. Listeners, you can find out more about Renee at themomroom.com. Also check out newmommymedia.com where we have all of our podcast episodes plus videos and more. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Newbies. Don't forget to check out our sister shows, Preggy Pals for expecting parents, Parent Savers for moms and dads with toddlers, The Boob Group for moms who give breast milk to their babies, and Twin Talks for parents of multiples. Thanks for listening to Newbies, your go-to source for new moms and new babies. This has been a New Mommy Media Production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.